We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello and welcome to the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Show. We're talking Saturday's four-game slate at DraftKings. I'm Adam Zedroik, joined by Ryan Belangi. So Ryan, your router's working, but just before the show, Jordan informed me that he had COVID. So now we're, you know, we're switching on with, with you know, things that are they're going on in our lives. Fortunately, Jordan, he said it was just fatigue, so he's okay. But Ryan, welcome back. You missed out midweek with Champions League and you did you win? You won something in a showdown yesterday for Wolves Arsenal, correct? Uh yeah, yeah. It's been a it's been a good week. Um got one of the king of the pitch tickets last Saturday, so that was nice. Um and then that same lineup took fourth in the 275 for 1500. Um Tuesday Champions League, we cashed the 444. Wednesday, we cashed the 444 again. And then last night, solo in the showdown for 10K. So we got a nice little streak going. Um, nobody captained He Chan. So uh, that's all it took. Uh, and Arsenal got the win too. So, I mean, just, you know, everything's going right. Man, yeah, that's this is a heater right here. It's four straight slates. Last week it was you had McAllister in your lineup and you still got the king of the pitch ticket. This is and motor. This this is quite. I know, right? I know, right? What before we get into this here? What was uh, the Heat Chan captaincy percentage? Like sub five percent? Uh three percent captain. Okay, yeah, yeah, that was nice. And then you know, like I stacked it with all the expensive Arsenal players. Uh, Lacazette was, you know, only like 30% owned on the slate. So not many He-Chan captains probably had Lacazette. That narrowed it down even more. Um, I had Thomas Party as the punt. He did well. He scored like eight and a half. Yeah, I was actually in solo first and solo second with like a couple minutes left in the game. I was thinking somehow going to take wow. first and second for 15K. Um, then I don't know. You were probably watching the game. Lacazette scored right at the end. DraftKings, uh, you know, put it as a Lacazette goal, which, you know, knocked me down to seventh. I'm basically like break, breaking even. Yeah. <laughs> uh, then they change it to an own goal and solo 10K. So that that's how DFS goes sometimes. Hey, yeah. All it takes is a, a Jose Sa. Uh, he blocked it. 
into the net, uh, a Lacazette cross, and Saab blocked in the net. That's all it takes. Awesome. But, uh, <laughs> all right, let's let's uh, let's try to do five straight here. So we got Manchester United are the biggest favorite Saturday. Implied goal total at 2.15, and that just stands out uh, a good portion above the rest. Uh, this is kind of similar, almost similar. I don't want to say exactly similar. It was midweek, I think it was – except Liverpool, their implied goal total may have been around uh, 2.6, but all the other teams, you know, were down in the, in the one area. So with all the, uh, yeah, the other three matches have implied goal totals pretty much around 2.5 goals. So at forward, as we're looking to the odds, how much are we, how much are we putting into the odds first off? Uh, cause these, cause we have Manchester United as a big favorite, but this isn't Liverpool we're talking about. This is Manchester United we're talking about. It, it, this isn't a situation where it's like Mohamed Salah, auto goal, TAA, Robertson, you know, auto crosses, whatever. How much are we put in the odds for this slate here? Yeah, uh, that's an important point you made at the end. If if this was Liverpool or City uh, with the rest of these games, yeah, you'd be looking to get as much in as you can. Um, because like you said, the other three games uh, – Totals under 2.5, low totals. And then you got United, big favorite, uh, home to Watford, which is a great spot on paper. Um, so, yeah, I think I think United will be, like, very popular. And, you know, as far as how much we're putting in the odds, you know, something. I mean, yeah, United haven't been great, but Watford aren't great either. Um, you know, it's just a spot where United are going to score a few goals um, at least some of the time. But they can definitely bust here too. I mean, I've stacked United plenty of times in, in, in these spots and it never seems to work. Um, that being said, I'm still going to want like some sort of United exposure. Probably um, the other games just, you know, there, there's, we'll, we'll get into players, but there's, there's just not a lot of clear spots to go where you're like, Oh, I got to have that guy or, you know, this guy's going to smash. There's just not a lot of those spots. So I think people will, you know, People will play Ronaldo and Bruno, of course. They'll be the two most popular, and everyone on United will be popular. Yeah, yes. This isn't like uh, if Southampton was in this. There isn't like a James Ward-Prowse at 8K where you can just plug in kind of thing. It's it's as we get into forward here. It's kind of like we have you highlighted in your article. That'll be up rotowire.com. I can't even believe the two guys I highlighted. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so Dwight McNeil is where is he? He's seventy four hundred. So, like, he is he. We're, we're, we'll start a little bit in cash games here. I know you don't play too yeah. much cash, but like, just looking at McNeil here, uh, I think it was this past match against Tottenham that Sean Dyche said McNeil played his best match of the season. He had a sixteen point floor home against Tottenham. Before that, eleven point floor, seventy four hundred. That's probably the first look in cash games, but just in terms of that, 9,100 for Ronaldo. He's minus 165 to score. How popular do you think Ronaldo is going to be in cash games just because of the uh, the goal-scoring odds there? Yeah, I mean, it seems like he probably will be pretty popular, right? Um, his goal-scoring odds are by far the best, and then there's just, you know, who else do you want to play? Um, yeah, I, I, I wrote about McNeil just because – I think he's the, you know, the first forward that has set pieces. No, no forward above McNeil has set pieces. Maybe Coutinho. I mean, he took a couple uh, last week, 
but that was the first time. So, you know, who knows? Um, McNeil and Burnley, they've been better lately. Uh, McNeil's shown a higher floor lately. You know, Ashley Westwood's been out, though. Got to keep that in mind. I don't know if McNeil would have less of a role on on sets when he's back. Um, But I don't know, like, you know, and I'm talking about McNeil now, but he's still not like somebody I want to play. Like he's fine in cash games. I mean, but I think just for that reason, people will probably go up to Ronaldo. I don't know. What do you think? I think it'll be, I think people first look to McNeil. McNeil, I mean, he's 7,400. I guess it's, it's a question of like Crystal Palace, uh, what almost 50% uh, winning odds here, 1.47 implied goals. And then you got Burnley at 0.94. Like you could, uh, I know on Michael Elisa is midfield only, but like if you're in just ignoring forward here, like he's 7,900. Like if that's the possibility you have, but obviously not forward eligible. You also highlighted in Buemo, but again, I don't think you're looking at him in GPPs. I'm not even sure I'm looking at him in cash games, to be honest. Like, is no one that really, you know, catches your eye just, just for cash? I feel like we've had, a, you know, a few slates like this in, in recently. Like, I'm not sure how much, how is it? How popular Zaha is going to be at, at 9,600? Like, he's had a decent floor in in recent matches, and, like, he's coming off that brace and everything. But uh, 9,600 just doesn't make sense in, ter- in terms of cash games. So he's probably, like, why wouldn't you just go, like, the reasonable method is why wouldn't you just go Ronaldo for cheaper with, you know, much better goal-scoring odds here. Zaha's at plus 230, like, <laughs> at, at, right like at 9600 so you can't play zaha in cash i mean not not yeah. at that price. um yeah you just play ronaldo but you're right um no none of these cheap guys like stand out for me um yeah i, I mentioned mbuemo i mean you know he's been taking set pieces um he'll probably continue to take a few he plays 90 minutes um he can score goals too i think he probably should have had a few more goals this season um again not like an option i love but um i still i I do think he's a decent gpp play um so i I, yeah i'll have him i'll have him in tournaments just because you know he's cheap any of these guys can score a goal um and it just you know playing one of these guys makes it easier to play ronaldo or Bruno, or whoever you want to play in tournaments too, Zaha. Um, you're going to have to spend down, like, just none of the options are great. Yeah, I might even consider, like, you got Jay Rodriguez down here at 4,800. <laughs> like, he's not, uh, he's not exciting. He doesn't do, you know, he doesn't, I don't know. He's not a guy that uh, I look forward to, to playing, but he's 4,800. Going against Crystal Palace, like they're a team that allow goals, and forty eight hundred, like, like what, like compare Jay Rodriguez to like Marcus Rashford here at eighty two hundred. I know Rashford has a better matchup, but it's not like Rashford has been any better in, in fantasy and DFS than Rodriguez this season. Like I know the matchup's different, but like he's half the price, so. 
Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, I'm not definitely not a Jay Rodriguez guy, but um, I pretty much agree with you. Like, if he starts, I'll play him in some tournaments for sure. Um, I guess you could play him in cash. I don't know. I mean, I'd rather like get up to a guy with a little better floor, but maybe it doesn't matter if you just jam in all the the best expensive plays and that's what you need to do. Um, for tournaments, you know, I, it wouldn't be a podcast if we didn't bring up Chris Wood, 5,200, decent goal scoring odds, still has yet to score for Newcastle. Um, however, I mean, look at this. He, he's, he's gone 90 minutes in all five of his Newcastle starts. That's very encouraging. He's playing against Brentford um very encouraging so like you pretty much just it's one of those things give me any you know striker in the premier league for 5200 that's going to play 90 minutes against brentford and i'll definitely play them so maybe i'll lose more money with chris wood but one of these days he's going to score he'll score away to manchester city or something or right or, yeah that's right that's what happened against exactly. chelsea against one of the teams that no one's gonna no one's gonna have him on he's gonna be 4k against one of the one of the top sides and it would be like oh of course there's his goal and then he doesn't score again so right yep i would uh, i would i'll uh, mention here that so joel joel Inton is 5400 i would Maybe watch out for the lineup. I he's he's I know he's playing in midfield role now, but so Alan St. Maximin's probably not gonna be able to start. Uh, he was in Monaco rehabbing a calf issue uh, this week. I, Eddie Howe said you know he still has a chance. I don't think he really has a chance, but he probably won't start. But also Rain, Ryan Frazier picked up a, a hamstring issue, so he may not start. Like if both those guys aren't starting, there's a chance Joel Enton moves up into that top attacking three, which you know, would make him probably more appealing than Chris Wood just at 5,400. And he's a guy, you know, who's going to get 90 minutes too. So that's like, that's something I'd look at. I'd, I'd like him more than Chris Wood. Like if that's, if that's the route you want to take though. Um, uh, yeah, I, I don't mind Joel Linton either. Um, probably has a better floor than Wood. Maybe, you know, not, not as good of a chance at scoring, but uh, you're right. If he plays forward, um, then yeah, they probably have about an equal chance of scoring. I know like this, Joe Linton isn't, I don't know. A lot of people, a lot of people uh, just don't like to play Joe Linton. He, he's, he's never owned. Uh, he kind of gets, you know, he kind of gets talked bad about, but I, I like Joe Linton. I, I, yeah, I, I'd be okay playing him, especially against, especially against Brentford. And especially if he's going to like play forward and go 90 minutes for sure. Yeah. I, I liked him more in the past. Like he's been, he's been too expensive for like a midfield role uh, the past month or so. It's like he's, he's, his price has dropped down. So it's more reasonable now that he's 5,400. Like I've right. definitely played him, you know, when he's in a forward role at 5k or something, but that, you know, that'll be something to look out for. I think there's, just a, uh, there's a lot of different ways to go just for, you know, GPPs, cash games. It's, it's kind of, I guess it's kind of the same situation. I mean, you could start with Ronaldo and McNeil and go from there, but there's no real set answers. But I think in GPPs, I, I kind of like, you know, going against Manchester United. You know, the odds don't, the odds don't say it. Uh, Manchester United, 47% clean sheet percentage. I'm not, I'm not too big on that number. I, I think Watford are going to steal a goal in this spot. 
you got Sar at 6,200 and you got Dennis at 5,700, even uh, where's Josh King 5,000. I don't like him, but, but like those guys, I think are pretty interesting on this slate. Cause I don't think they'll be looked at much like just by looking at the odds, but I think those guys are, will be someone to consider just, uh, just for tournaments at least. Yeah. Um, they make, yeah, it's just not a spot where I usually go, but it doesn't mean they're not decent tournament plays. Like I agree just cause no one's going to own them. Um, you could get a goal out of one of them. I probably won't go there. I don't mind Josh King 5K, though, just because he's on pens. I mean, you can always get a pen. Sar could win a pen. So, sure. I mean, if you're going to play Jay Rodriguez for 48K, you can play or for 4,800. You can play Josh King for 5K, you know? Um, yeah. Does yeah. anything else stand out to you? Like Coutinho's 8,100, Maupe 6,900. Uh, I guess Mateta, if he starts again, 6,500. Does, does anything really stand out to you? It's kind of um, uh, Watkins, 5,900 if he's, if he's back in the 11 for Ings, who's 5,400. Yeah, like, of... what, you know, Watkins is a decent tournament play at that price. Same with, like, Weghorst. Um, but, no. No, to answer your question, actually, nothing stands out to me. So, you know, this will have people looking at United even more. Uh, they got guys, you know, relatively cheap that are going to start, I think, both Elanga and Sancho. At least one of them will start. Uh, I think people will roster whoever it is quite a bit. Um, Jumping off yeah. forward here, so... All these th these three matches outside the Manchester United one have low implied goal totals. Do you have any inclination or any thoughts of one of these that could, you know, have the two 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 one result that the over two and a half goals? Any of these, like Aston Villa match, uh, trying to get you know another win kind of thing. Brighton, their back line struggling. Gave up three to Burnley last home match. Um, yeah, I mean, if I had to pick one, it'd be that one. It'd be the Brighton match. Um, coming off that horrible performance, uh, uh, yeah, against Burnley, they play better at home. Um, I definitely think they're going to score. And then Villa, they've struggled too recently after like a really good start under Gerard. Um, and we did just see like a week or two ago, that three, three game against Leeds. Um, so you can see this game like being back and forth, um, you know, yeah, that's one I'd pick if I had to. You know, these games are pretty, pretty bad. I mean, Palace, Burnley, Brentford, Newcastle. Yeah, I don't know. It's just not good teams. And then Newcastle's got a bunch of injuries. Brentford kind of does too. Yeah, I don't know. You know, yeah. I'd pick, I guess I'd pick the Brighton game if I had to. Yes, yeah, is uh, not fully opposite of the six-game slate we had last weekend, but definitely less exciting. I feel like... I feel like we could we could have mentioned every guy on the slate last week, and we would have been excited about them. But uh, of course, you know, I the first two goals I think on that slate were Burnley uh, away to Brighton. So, uh, so there you go. And maybe this one will be yep. will be the opposite. But so we mentioned Ronaldo at ninety one hundred. Now we got to dip into midfield here. Bruno Fernandez is ten k. That's a lot here. 
That's a lot for Bruno if he's losing set pieces. You think Alex Tellez is going to start after coming on uh, for Luke Shaw midweek? It's very possible. No matter who starts between Shaw and Tellez, it seems like Shaw was taking some set pieces more recently. But I mean, you look at Bruno's recent results; it's kind of it's kind of hard to ignore him at the 10K, though, especially against Watford here. Yeah. Um... Everything you said, yeah. Um, I think people are just going to jam him in still for 10K, and it's hard to argue that, you know, looking at what he's been doing. Even if, um, yeah, I, I think he'll take some corners, but I think it'll be, I think Telus or Shaw will take more of the corners. So, you know, you'll have Bruno taking some sets, but yeah, he just does plenty else. Um, so I, I think people are, yeah, I think people are just going to jam him in. I think he'll be really popular. Um, and it's not that I don't like him. I do. Um, but you know, he's 10 K and you know, he's not for sure going to score 20 points. So I think you can fade in tournaments, cash games. You probably just play him, uh, especially if everybody else is going to play him. Uh, I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, after getting done with our forward conversation, it kind of seems like Bruno is like even though he's maybe not worth the ten thousand, like you kind of got to play him in cash games. He's probably going to be over fifty percent, and like he's a guy where we've seen his recent results. Like if he gets on the score sheet, like you're not going to cash uh, right without him in your lineup. And I mean, on the opposite side of that for GPPs, like a, he's an easy fade. Um, we saw recently with Southampton match, you know, he barely did anything, uh, 6.4 points in that one. Like that could easily happen, but uh, that, you know, that's not going to kill your cash lineup. If that happens, that's, that's what, you know, right. as for GPPs, it's obviously going to kill you. So one thing I'll say for GPPs, um, like if Bruno fails and has one of those six, seven point games, it's because, you know, United got two first half goals, you know, or, you know, they're up three early in the second half and Bruno wasn't involved. Um, so, you know, you probably want some other United, at least one other United piece or else if it's zero, zero, Bruno's going to get there when they're chasing the game. Um, so yeah, just something to keep in mind for tournaments. Yeah. Uh, so counter Gallagher here, eighty four hundred. This is this is too much for Gallagher, correct? Yeah, um, you know, it's a good. I think he's priced that way because it's a good matchup. They're the second biggest favorite on the slate, and you know, if Olise doesn't start, he's been taking like most of the set pieces, and and he scores goals. So, yeah, maybe the price does. You know, it sort of does make sense based on that, but. I agree. Like it, it feels like it still feels steep. Um, just if he's splitting sets and, you know, playing in central midfield, his range of outcomes is wide. Like he's, he's bailed himself out with goals a number of times. Um, so yeah, like if, if Olise is also starting, I just don't have much interest in Gallagher at that price. Uh, but if Olise not in there, Yeah. He, he seems like a pretty decent play, just matchup's good, and there's not too much else. The uh, the goal-scoring odds that I'm looking at uh, on our cheat sheet uh, seem, seem weird here. So Conor Gallagher is plus 210. 
And then you got Zaha plus 230, Matetas plus 250. Uh, seems seems off. Uh, okay. And then I mean, you also got. Honestly, like, that seems crazy. I mean, it, <laughs> like. Something, something's not Zaha, right. Like, that, those numbers make it seem like Gallagher would have penalty kicks. Right, because right. Not only does Zaha have a better chance to score an open play, he also has PKs. So his odds should be like twice three times as good as Gallagher's in my opinion. Yeah. And then for Brighton, we also have, so you got Mopay at plus plus one fifty five, which is fine, but then you have McAllister at plus two twenty and Denny Welbeck at plus two twenty as well. Uh, something's wrong here, but uh, that's I guess, probably Mopai's penalty kicks. Yeah. Well, I I'm guess. just saying, I'm just saying uh, Welbeck should be higher than McAllister. Uh, just, you know, cause he put, as he plays as a forward, just a, uh, Seems off here, but as we look yeah. at the goal odds, I mean, that one I, seems okay to me too. Yeah, I believe I believe these are at FanDuel. So if you want to capitalize on these goal odds, go there. But otherwise, for midfield, so we got speaking of McAllister, he's at seventy five hundred. He kind of kind of blew it for us last weekend, and. Maybe maybe that's a reason to stick on him, and you know maybe hopefully he he turns it around. And as I say that, like he still had still had nine points, so it's not like he you know completely busted with three and was subbed off in the 60th minute. So so in this range though, we have Elisa at 7900, McAllister at 7500. That's kind of it. Like I guess you can also throw uh, McNeil in here forward out about 7400. Um, that's probably the range. Are you looking at either of these guys? I say they're they're probably more of a, of cash plays than anything. So you're probably not going after them in tournaments. Though? No, no, no. I think I think they're both good tournament plays too. You okay. know, I should say because we always like make a distinction about that I don't play cash, or they're probably cash plays or tournament plays. Well, you know, the tournaments that I'm most focused on are the high buy-in small field ones, which have you know, usually have 60, 75, maybe 100 people. So my lineups are, you know, somewhat similar to a lineup I'd put in a cash game. You know, I, I'm I'm looking for like, you know, the four or five just who, who I think are the lock cash plays, you know, the best cash plays. And usually I'll have some sort of combination of that with a few tournament options. So I'm still thinking, you know, about floors the same way you would in a cash game. Um with Olise and McAllister, I like both of them for tournaments because they both score goals. Um, so they have like a, a set piece floor. And then when they score a goal, they just they put up a big number. So those are the type of guys that I like to play. Yeah, I think I think they're both good tournament plays. Um, it's it's hard not for me to lean McAllister just because, you know, we were on him so heavy last week. I've been on him the whole season pretty much or at least recently. Um, but if he starts without gross, like just seems like a good bounce back spot home to Villa, a good bounce back spot for Brighton who, you know, needs something positive. Uh, so yeah, like it's a time to go back to him when maybe other people won't. Um, and you know, it's not that I don't think he's like a smash play. We mentioned last week that he would take all the set pieces. If gross was out, uh, he still only took about half, you know, Cucurella took a couple. Um, I think Trostard took one, somebody else, Somebody else did two. Um, I don't remember, but yeah, Motor took one. March Motor took, took one. one. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, I still like McAllister, though. Yeah, I'd expect him to take, you know, half the corners and have a few chances to score. Um, and, yeah, like, there's just not much else besides that. Looking, like, cheaper, Buendia, Pogba, you know, tournament plays, sure. Um, yeah, go with go with Pogba at 6,600. Good luck with that one. Yeah, I mean, he, he definitely has goal and assist upside. So, I mean, if you're playing him in tournaments, it's for a goal or an assist. Yeah. But he's not going to get there with a floor playing playing defensive midfielder, at least in, in the midfield two. Uh, Christian Eriksen, he's supposed to play, isn't he? Yeah. I, I don't think Probably he's going to start, though. Yeah, he's, he's not going to start. That's that's the thing. So, Right. Okay, so he, he'll come on. He'll probably come on and take Brentford sets in the second half. Um, yeah, speaking of Brentford sets, uh, um, Matthias Jensen is healthy again. And, yeah, he went off early last match. And he's 4,400. So there's a possible set piece taker there on a home, on a home team. So I, Janelle, I think. I think would would take instead of Jensen. Um if it's Janelle uh okay. Yeah Janelle yeah, then uh, he has in the past. If Jensen's not in like I'd expect him Waymo and Janel Janel however you say his name to Yeah. To yeah. yeah it looks like those guys um, would be in Waymo and Janelle in there. Okay. But yeah I mean I wouldn't love any of those Brentford guys because you know because for one, and then Erickson's coming on says Erickson, you know, will make the pitch at some point. I mean, you mm-hmm. know, he's on at home, so he's going to come on for one of those guys. He's going to take sets probably, you know, that, that's a downgrade to those Brentford mids. Yeah. This, this slate seems like a uh, value midfield slate where it's just like all these guys down here are, are okay plays and like, they're not going to ruin your lineup kind of thing. Like John McGinn's dropping in price. Now they, he's 5,600. Like he's suddenly he's back into the conversation. Uh, like Jacob Ramsey's 4,900 going cheaper. Like that's, I don't know. Jacob Ramsey might be like one of your favorite plays here. I don't know. Uh, like uh, is, no, John Joe Shelby hasn't been back on sets at all. So I'm not going to talk about him. Uh, Douglas Luiz at 4,400 as well, no longer on set. So off of him, but we got Jacob Motor down here, our guy, 4,200. Even in 55 minutes last match, still 5.7 points. Like he's still playing more in a more attacking role. And we've mentioned Hughes before at 3,900, the chance of set pieces, depending on Crystal Palace's lineup. Again, this is, this is a short week for Crystal Palace. So, there could be some rotation, and that could allow for Hughes to at least have a split on set pieces. Uh, and then everyone's favorite, Josh Brownhill, is at 3,600. You got to think that that uh, Brownhill will be popular in in all kinds of competitions here. 3,600 coming off his two recent results, and like I assume, like even if Westwood starts, people will be looking at Brownhill, correct? Yeah. Um, so. It's crazy as it sounds. If if Westwood doesn't start, um, I think Brownhill is just like the best play on the slate, or he's just like not the best play, but just the first guy in my lineup, like pretty much a lock. Um, he's been great the last two games without Westwood, splitting set pieces, um, attacking, 
and Brown Hill, like I, I've always kind of liked Brown Hill. He, he's a good player. It's just been tough for him to show it at Burnley. And it seems tougher for him, at least attacking when Westwood's in there. But with Cork, um, seems to free him up a little bit. Um, and just, yeah, 3,600 taking sets. You know, Burnley's been playing well. Also, you know, if you're Burnley, you've been in, you've been in last place for most of the season. You just won two games in a row, both clean sheets. I mean, how can you just can't put Ashley Westwood back in? I don't care if he plays every game and he's the captain. I mean, you're on a two-game winning streak, playing well, climbing out of relegation. I don't know. Maybe maybe they will, but I couldn't do it. Um, to, be, to be fair, uh, Jet Cork is 32 years old, and this will be like his third start in the matter of seven or eight days. So I will say that's a that's something, a reason why Westwood could return to the 11, I'll say. Yeah. Okay. So then for DFS, um, if Westwood's back, I mean, if Brownhill didn't have any sets, like I don't want to play Brownhill. I mean, if it's the same one, if it's the same Brownhill that we've seen for, you know, the first 18 games of the season, I don't want to roster him. And, you know, people probably will. Um, so then, uh, you know, I probably wouldn't in that case. Although, you know, Who's to say that Westwood starts and Brownhill doesn't keep his Rollins sets? I doubt that would happen. I mean, right. hasn't before. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I guess I wouldn't play Brownhill if Westwood starts. But if Westwood is not in there, like, he'll, Brownhill is the first guy in my lineups. Uh, all these other guys you mentioned, I kind of just – I don't want to play any of them really in tournaments. Um, I'd be fine going back to Motor because at least he has upside. That really hurt when he got subbed at 55 minutes. All those games in a row playing 90. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'd go back to motor. Um, you don't like Ramsey? Oh, yeah. I don't I don't mind Ramsey. Um, it's sort of uh, – a way to Brighton is a spot that I normally avoid. Like I just have last year, this year. So when I see it, sometimes you know sometimes I, it's why i wasn't considering ramsey i guess but it's not that i'm not considering him i'm just not as high on him as normal maybe that's you know i'm not saying that's correct it's just something that i've been doing um but yeah i, I like ramsey we, we've we've talked about him great player goal upside you know the type of guy you roster in tournaments yeah, uh, Brighton's last home game, 3-0 home loss against Burnley. I assume that repeat result is <laughs> not going to happen. Uh, they they do get yep, back. I mean, they get back uh, Lewis Dunk, uh, who was suspended for that match. So that <laughs> is at least a boost. Yeah, remember we brought up uh, we brought up every keeper except Pope because I just said that Brighton were going to put three past him and, and win. But wait, but yeah, anyway, are you sure? Are we sure? I don't know. I could have sworn I mentioned Pope no, we, doesn't have a we, negative. We, did. we definitely did. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> All right. Because right. I know, I keep saying Pope doesn't have a negative uh, point total yet this season. So We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. 
Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. But defense, defense, Kieran Trippier is 8,600. Wow, okay. Yeah, he's, he's not playing. Um, so we got Alex Tellez here at 7,300. You think he's going to start? Uh, 7,300, home against Watford, and then you got Luke Schott, 6,400. So you like Tellez here at 7,300. Yeah, I do. Um the price tag looks a little high. So, and, and there are other good defenders on this slate, like quite a few of them. So automatically it's not like a must, but just in general. Yeah. I like Telus because I think he would take a majority of the corners, like definitely more than Bruno. And it's just a good spot. He's more attacking than Shaw. He's looked good. He looked good against Atletico. Um, so, yeah, I think even for 900 more, I'd almost like him more than Shaw. Um, but if, if Shaw if Shaw starts, yeah, obviously that's fine too. I'm just – Shaw made me sick. I rostered him in the Champions League. He scored two points, and every other defender in that range scored 16. I think there were three of them. But anyways, um, yeah, I like Telus. Uh Going down from there, they have Frazier back at defender. I just yeah, what? very weird. We, <laughs> we finally that? got him off defender. Um, he took a couple corners last week, but Matt Target took most of the corners. Yeah, he basically um, took Trippier's role. Yeah, so I think in a matchup against Brentford, I think I would lean Target as the next uh, defender, and he's like right there with uh, Dina. Um, who, you know, has been taking most of Villa's corners uh, recently. So I think him and Target are similar. I just, you know, slightly side with Target, just just based on the matchup. Um, Lamptey, great for tournaments. Uh, played 90 minutes in his last two starts, so that's something new. Um, this seems then, like a, a three-defender slate, am I correct? Yeah. Um, 
Like there's just all these yeah. guys above. No, 5K. you are. You are. You are. Um, the one. Sorry, I'm just thinking. Like, if we get Brownhill without Westwood, then then like maybe not, just because Brownhill could be that flex spot if you don't use Met Util. But or else, yeah. Like the the defender options are good enough where three of them looks pretty good, even even in tournaments. Like there's a chance I I might have three uh, in those bigger tournaments. Yeah, even like you have fifty four hundred for Jacob Murphy. Like he took the spot of Saint Maximin last match, went the full ninety as a, a forward, and like he had nine point five points. Like fifty four. Like he's basically the opposite side of Ryan Frazier. Um, like probably want Frazier because of set pieces for cash games, but Murphy just seems like you know the pivot in tournaments. I mean, I still think he's even usable in cash games though. Just like he's a forward at 5,400 for as a defender. So. Yep. Love that call actually. Yeah, I do. Um, yeah. Like Frazier would be more popular and Murphy is just as good of a play in my opinion, if he would uh, start at forward again uh, and he'd be less popular. So yeah. I think he'd be fine in cash games too. Good tournament play. Definitely. Uh, yeah, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, no, just Cucurella took a couple sets. Um, if Brighton line up with Cucurella and Lamptey on the wings, you know, I'd really like them for tournaments much better than if they were in a back four. Um, Kiko Feminia keeps taking all the sets for Watford. And it keeps getting there. Uh, I can't do it. I can't do it in this spot, though. Uh, away to United. Um yeah, yeah I, I had to look up uh, recent Manchester United results. They don't they don't allow that many corners, so like you're not you like you're paying for set pieces right there, and they they just don't happen. I think the most they gave up was four to Southampton. So, like at max, maybe you're getting four corners out of out of Firmino there at fifty one hundred. Yeah, that's that's a helpful that's a helpful stat actually. That yeah, that really makes me not want to roster Firmino because he's not going to do much in open play in that matchup. Um, yeah, anybody, anybody lower? I'm just I'm scrolling down. Is, is there anybody cheap you like or mid range? I mean, there's plenty of GPP players here. Like, <laughs> if you want to go, if you want to go, if like Kenosh, uh, you want the uh, center back goal, Harry Maguire's 4,400. You know, no one's gonna have him in in, uh, in their lineups. But yeah, it's um, you know, as for cheaper plays, it's kind of. Emil Emil Kraft might play right back for thirty two hundred. Not the worst. He had five crosses last game against West Ham. Um, yeah, I just feel like if you want to play, I guess this this will be like your utility spot. Like if you're paying down for defender, but that I mean at that point, like like let's say uh, Westwood does start, and like you have thirty six hundred for utility spot. Like you're looking at Brownhill or like any of these defenders, Kraft, any like center backs, Lindelof, he's been starting. Uh, like, like why? Like, would you rather want Brownhill or like hope for you know a random goal from one of these center backs? Mm. Yeah, uh, give me Brownhill even without <laughs> sets. Give me Brownhill. Yeah, like yeah, like, I I just don't think. You shouldn't have thirty six hundred in your second defender spot in on this slate. No, 
Like the I, only I mean, reason I, that would like you, I guess it'd be for the people going Ronaldo and Bruno. Mm -hmm. I guess in that situation, you'll probably be be stuck with maybe a punt at defender, maybe a punt at midfield. But I, I just don't like the build where like you're you're throwing away these these defenders who have you know ten plus point floors. Like you're throwing away the targets, the Dinas, and then you got the Newcastle guys, Lamptey. Like you're throwing away these guys. It just doesn't make sense that you'd be stuck with a, a punt defender, really, in your second spot. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Um, Thirty-two hundred for Kraft, sure is fine if you want to. If you want to get a like, like you said, Ronaldo, Bruno, but yeah, I agree with you. I want two of the expensive guys, maybe three. Yeah, so let's. Pretty much where we're going, and then goalkeepers. Like as I said before, Manchester United forty, almost forty-seven percent chance for a clean sheet. De Gea's fifty-eight hundred. I don't know if I can do it. I I just I don't know. Something in the back of my head is saying like Sar Dennis are going to combine for a goal. It just seems like this is this is a matchup where it's going to happen. United they. Didn't look really that great uh, midweek against Atletico Madrid, and they allowed two goals against Leeds before that. <sighs> I don't know. Do you, are you spending up for De Gea here? I don't know, um, but definitely go with your gut. I mean, don't roster De Gea if you think Watford are going to score. Um, oh, personally, United. I'm not. I'm not going to De Gea. Not me. Okay. Yeah, me. Um, it's possible. You know, if if I'm if I got Brownhill and maybe someone else, if I can get up to De Gea, um, I do think it. I do think it's the best spot still. I mean, obviously they're home against kind of a bad Watford team. Doesn't mean yeah. It doesn't. I can see Watford scoring too, though. Like I, I see what you're saying. United have, have disappointed many times, um, and they've been allowing some goals, like you said. Um, but yeah, like. Palace have what forty percent clean sheet odds. Clean sheet odds. I still don't want to roster Butland, um, but you know, no, I think probably... you go. I think you just go down to the next four goalkeepers. Like all those guys are are fine. Like I don't I see. Agree. Like all those guys could be have you know way clean sheets. Like Dubravka forty six hundred, uh, Martinez forty five hundred, Pope forty two hundred. Like it it wouldn't be surprising at all for all of them to have clean sheets. Like it's not like these crystal right. Palace, bright and Brentford are, you know, high scoring teams. So. Yeah, no, I agree with you. Just probably not foster, at least for me. Yeah. Um, of course he can do it, but yeah, no, I, I agree. Like 4,200 for Pope, um, two clean sheets in a row for Pope five clean sheets in the last seven. I mean, that's just crazy considering where Burnley are, but you know, 4,200 for a keeper against palace. Like we normally see 4,200 keepers against, you know, I don't know, Arsenal or, or Tottenham or, or, or something like that. It just seems like, you know, more even of a matchup. Yeah. I know it's, palace are still decent favorites but for me i agree with you like it's not going to surprise me if any of these cheap keepers get a clean sheet same for brentford and brighton too like i don't mind raya or or sanchez for tournaments 
Yeah, definitely. I mean, all yeah. I mean, all these games have low implied goal totals, so in theory, all of these goalkeepers can be considered. That's kind of why I'm off De Gea for you know. Yeah, no, it makes sense. Like you're right because it's um, it, there's a good chance that another you know if De Gea gets a clean sheet win, there's a pretty good chance that another keeper is going to get a clean sheet win as well. Yeah, I guess the problem is you always De Gea is just making all these saves, and you know what if he right. gets the four save clean sheet win, and then like he's up at twenty points, and you're right. and you're uh, you're stuck with I don't know, not a clean sheet, I guess. So goalkeeper, man, yeah, <laughs> endless endless headaches and the cause of just endless tilt. Just gotta hope to get lucky, I guess. Yeah, so that's what we got here. Do we have – what are we pointing out here? I I don't know. This has been kind of uh, – you got these three matches that nothing really stands out. I don't know who, I, who I'm actually going to be leaning on here for, for production for my team. Uh, do, do you want to point out anything else here before we go? Um, yeah. Should we go with like a – we stack in – I don't know. I kind of think Aston Villa are going to win for some reason, but like you said, it's not a good idea to go against Brighton at home. But no, I mean, of... you, don't take don't take what I said. We just saw them. We just saw <laughs> them lose three all. I mean, the reason just the reason that I've done it, I, I could have expanded a little more, is because you know Brighton have been one of the better teams in possession, and then they've also been better at home and better in possession at home. So so like at least for a lot of the times they just weren't allowing as many chances and weren't giving up as high of floors. Now that doesn't mean teams can't uh, put goals past them. Uh, but that's just the reason. I will say that I would watch out for the Brighton matchup. So I think if they go back to their like three guy, three man back line, I think I would not go Villa, but their four man back line with like Joel Veltman playing as a center back. I'm not a huge fan of, and that's what they used against, against Burnley and their loss. And I, that's something I'd, I'd watch out for. Uh, like if that's the case again, like they go dunk and Veltman there. Um, I, I you know, like, I, I would kind of go with, you know, Coutinho and whoever starts at forward, I, I would look at that route. Uh, but again, this is something that it depends on what the lineups look like. So uh, just something that you got to wait on, but uh, yeah. I mean, it seems like every guy, it seems like every guy I've ever like, called out for a big game on the podcast always fails. So I, I don't. Whoa, 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 um, whoa, whoa, this... whoa, whoa, whoa. Anthony Gordon. Oh, right. We've done. It's been, I mean, Anthony Gordon, that, that was like more you though. That was pretty, I just sort of like piggyback. <laughs> um, but yeah, you're, you're right. There's, there's, there's been some good ones too recently. Um, I'm going to go. I mean, I don't think you probably never guess it. Um, I'm going to go. Brian and Bueno. <laughs> yeah, he's in your article. Brian Bueno, he's gonna have he's gonna have a few set pieces, um, build up a little bit of a floor, then get a goal, and probably give us twenty points. Wow. Okay. Okay. Get that goal against uh, Newcastle. I think they've allowed three goals in the last five matches. So Tony's back though. That'll that'll take away you know defensive attention to Bueno. So there you go. It makes sense. But actually, before we go, I wanted to uh, bring up, so you just won this 10K here in a mm -hmm. showdown, and we got all these matches. Uh, we don't have anything previewing this this slate that's about to come out. I just want to ask you for, like, uh, 
just like your general strategy here in showdowns, uh, maybe not about like this Norwich Southampton match, which like you have the Ward Prowse and Rashika as, you know, obvious captains here for, for most people. But so you, you captain he Chan, like he, so your thoughts on that, like he's just a forward, he wasn't going to be popular. He has no floor. And like, if he gets that goal, which he did, like, he's just going to stand out above the rest is your favorite strategy, like to take that route or like, for me personally, um, you know, I sometimes play like an idiot and I always captain goalkeepers and I try to, that always gives you the big highs and the low lows. And yeah. like, you know, you know, right away if you're going to win or lose, but do you ever go goalkeeper? Or is it kind of like a, you kind of go with that, you know, less popular captain uh, at, uh, at a forward? Yeah, no, I, I still think goalkeeper is a really good captain option in showdowns. So I, I like that strategy. Um I do that pretty much every showdown, sometimes both, sometimes both keepers. Um, he Chan, yeah, that was one where, you know, for the reasons you said, you know, that he he wasn't going to be popular and he can score a goal, but also um, the cheap captain is, is underutilized because um, they don't need to score the most points to be the, the optimal captain. And I know that sounds like simple, but like you can just make different constructions like uh, captain he chan or like thomas party who, who i had some captains of too yesterday um and there was actually a party captain you know that was in first like in the 80th <laughs> or something and he only had like eight points but it's because you know that's the only way you could get in Saka, lacazette martinelli uh mm-hmm. and you know most people would captain one of those guys and then you can only play one of the others but, you know, captaining a cheap guy, you get all those expensive guys in, you know, then, then if there's a gap between the expensive uh, players and the cheap players, like a gap in fantasy points, that cheap captain is just, it's such a good chance to, to become optimal. Um, the strategy obviously differs from depending on the game, but. Yeah. Like in this, this upcoming like, okay. site today, like. I don't know. It just seems really hard for like, it seems like Ward Prowse 20 points or something if, if uh, Southampton win, but I mean, obviously you can still go the, the Broha route, the, the Shea Adams route. So. Yeah, this is a tough one. So like Ward Prowse will be a very popular captain and there's just, there's not a lot of other guys that you'd want a captain. Um, and he's a good captain, but you know, I play 20 lineups usually or thereabouts. So like I've got to get some kind of edge on the guys that are playing 150 or at least, or whatever the max is, or at least narrow it down a little. So like a thing that I'll normally do is like, I won't captain like Trent Alexander Arnold, who's like always the most popular and it's not, you know, he ends up the winning captain a lot. I just sort of don't want to make those lineups because there's so many combinations and, um, so, like, for this slate, maybe I'll be under on Ward Prowse captain. I don't know. Like, Southampton's, Southampton stacks are going to be, like, very chalky, and rightfully so. Like, a whole matchup against Norwich and Southampton have been playing great. But So, if you do, like, anything different, you can be unique, like, pretty easily. Um, and just, like, so people know, like, I played 20 lineups in that Arsenal showdown last night. I had two He Chan captains. Like, I only had three... He Chan total. So like you don't have to do much, but you know, my two He Chan captains, that's 10%, and he was 3% captained. 
you know, it worked out. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, a little, little extra knowledge here from Ryan Belangi coming off his 10K win. But I think that's all we got for today, talking Saturday's four-game slate, talking general showdown strategy. Uh, I just want to read a comment here. We had a recent comment off of uh, Apple Podcast Reviews here. I uh, just want to read these off. Uh, for anyone, any new listeners, please give us a re- review. We always uh, appreciate those. Um, it was from NY Values. He said, key part of my process gets you close to most of the best plays and get a good feel for the chalk builds for tournament pivots. Hey, you know, that's what we're here for. I, I like to say I'm the I'm the public, I'm the I'm the chalk guy, and I'll, and then I'll say random stuff that doesn't help anyone. But you know, Ryan's here, he is the uh he's the sharp and Jordan, he's the sharp and, and they'll give you that information. So I think we have a good, uh, good build here of, of information going at you. And that's, that's kind of the goal with these. And so uh, we'll continue that. Yeah. 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 Have fun doing them and don't, uh, don't sell yourself short. You've, you've been, uh, you've been getting a lot right lately. Glad. uh, I'm glad that's a nice comment. I hope, I hope that's what everyone's getting out of it. Yeah, for sure. But if you're watching on YouTube, make sure to su- subscribe to the channel. We're getting the subscribers up. Make sure to like this video. And Ryan, you can find him at Ryan Belangi. I am at Roto Zadroik. We both work at RotoWire. If you want extra details about RotoWire, rotowire.com slash soccer trial. You can get a free 10-day trial. You can get all the stuff. You can use their cheat sheet uh, that I've been using on YouTube if you've been watching. But Ryan... This has been a fun show for the four gamer. I guess it's been kind of fun here. Uh, <laughs> just talking about these teams. I don't know. It's you got these iffy teams here, but uh, it's, it's been fun for the most part. I'll say. Let's try to keep this streak going. Yeah, it's been fun. <laughs> All right, Ryan. Thanks for joining me and we'll see everyone next week. Uh, I don't think there's champions league. So I think we'll be back with uh, some premier league discussion. Thanks Ryan. Thanks, and thanks for listening. <laughs>